Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Yeah. Welcome to J.I.L., a production of iHeartRadio. Yeah. Peace and love, y'all. Jill Scott presents J.I.L. with my sister friends, Aja and Laia. And I'm Jill Scott. The intention is to talk about the relationships between Black women. And Mm -hmm. I know what the media says. Clearly, you know, that there's always some kind of underlying can't wait to pop off. Somebody's got an attitude. I did an interview and the journalist was like, we all really love verses so much because we actually could see and hear you thinking, the two of you, and being graceful towards each other. And like out here in these streets, we don't know that anymore. We don't really experience that. I said, that's so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, that you know was just a reminder about being graceful with each other because black women don't like each other. Damn. And I was like, yeah. Well, okay. That probably does. But see, that probably also comes from the whole, and we're just coming out of that, the reality TV culture. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of time where that was being pressed. Absolutely. You know, it absolutely, is like, you know, thoroughly propaganda. Around, 
thoroughly. Yeah, it's propaganda, obviously, but but playing on the disagreements and the ways that things can get escalated with with people, mm-hmm. but then inserting black women into that scenario and then deciding that that's the way that we that we communicate. But that was a black journalist that you were speaking with, Jill? Yeah. And continuously inserting us in that scenario. Yeah, but that's scary I, I, because, I have, because as black people, we still step out of the TV. Like if a white person would have said that to you, that's one thing. But like your everyday life, that's really how you feel? That black women don't get along? I don't yeah. No. Yeah. It's a, I mean, I'm not saying that I feel that way, obviously. Right. But right. I know. But I that's know. a real thing that black women do not get along. People believe it. Why? Because it's regurgitated over and over and over again. Anytime you see a television show, especially reality TV, and people believe that. So it's like it's the same thing. If you don't live in this country and all you see is McDonald's commercials for America, you're going to naturally assume that McDonald's is America. You know, that's what Americans do. They go to McDonald's. They eat hamburgers. They eat french fries. What else do you know? But I want to be clear. Black women don't get along, but not any more so than any other human beings don't get along. Right. Bottom line is that, yeah, there are some black women that don't get along, but it's not like an innate thing amongst us as women that we just don't get along. And in fact, we have just such a long history of survival that is all bent and actually hooked into and tied into our actual survival is based on our being able to get along and our ability to have strong, meaningful, and way below the surface relationships. I hate that it's like that. I hate that. I hate it in my core being because I feel like the people I have the most empathy for and space for are Black women. Yeah. It's just interesting because not for nothing, just on a side note, and I know y'all don't watch these menial things, but it was a conversation that came up on Housewives of Potomac mm-hmm. because for the first time there was a real fight, right? And so one of the women, she's like a commentator, a professor at Johns Hopkins, and she kept saying like, you know, this is just not a good look for Black women. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. Like, I don't want to be on a show where Black women, she said it so much to the point where it was just like, okay, damn girl, this is really on the backs of us like that. Like, we really have to think of, and it's funny because in my black of my mind, I started thinking, damn, do we really have to consider this this many times? Like you said it once. But reiterated. She, and you kind of reinstated that thought, reiterated that thought. Well, I want to be clear, right? I think that there has to be some room for black women to be angry on television mm-hmm. and be angry with one another on television. It just should not necessarily be the only thing that we get to see about black women. Uh And it shouldn't be something that's sensationalized and exploited. Now, that's totally different. You know what I mean? Because the reasons why black women differ in the way that they think, that's an important thing to explore because Mm -hmm. our relationships with each other are complex and they do have a lot of layers. And Mm -hmm. many times when you start breaking Mm -hmm. it down and you start really getting to the bones of it, what comes up? Y'all already know. White supremacy. White supremacy. It be in there. And so as far as I'm concerned, in order to really fight that particular evil, we have to be able to step out of the respectability space. Oh, we got to make sure that we all getting along so people don't think black women is mean. No, black women are mean and nice and lovely and angry and violent and Mm -hmm. sweet and nurturing and a whole bunch of other shit. Yo, don't you think people learn? It's funny. You realize how much they don't know about a black woman when you watch the Kamala debate and nobody could decode those spaces but black people. And all of that, all those masks that she had to put on and that beautiful smile, which really was saying, (laughs) I'm going to fuck you up, motherfucker. 
she just smiled. I want to, I'm going to go ahead and quote a Kendrick song for the first time since we just started. <laughs> I say a thing in a song called We Speak With No Talk. Mm-hmm. And that right there is exactly how Black people are. There is a huge part of Blackness that involves nonverbals. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. And so we have a particular way that we speak, intonation, words have multiple meanings, eye looks, the way you tilt your head, the way you might say, mm any of those things, grunts, all types of stuff we have to, that we do in order to make a thing be a thing. Yes! I need you to understand that I have been best friends with one person my entire life. Kim and I have never even had an argument. Not once. For what? For what? She understands me. She's known me before I've had tits. You know, she knew me before I had a cycle. She knew me. She's known me. But have y'all cut faces? My question is, I know you guys haven't argued, but is that because also you speak a different language? You don't have to argue. There's a look. There's a sound with you and Kim as well. Like Not even an instance of shade. Not one. Wow. Not, um, it's not necessary. She knows me. I know her. That's I know her heart. Well, me and my best friend have had some difficult conversations, not necessarily arguments, but we both have been able to be like, bitch, no, like that's not it. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. an important aspect of our friendship. And and, and much like you, I've had the same best friend since birth. Our mothers were actually friends Mm -hmm. since junior high school. And we're only a year apart. Almost. We're almost exactly a year apart, actually. And so she and I have been friends since babies. Like we've played together, grew up together. But yeah, I mean, we've had to have those conversations. I mean, later on, there's the the understanding, right? So she'll say Mm -hmm. to me, oh, I know when you ain't feeling something I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Or something that I said. And I'd be like, yeah, you already know what it is. Like, I love you, Mm -hmm. but nah, you know? So I don't know. I mean, I think it's to each his own. But it's important, again, to state that Black women in their relationships are layered, are complex, are different. They have to be. We are. Indeed. We are. It has to be. You know? Kim and I, honestly, we have never had an argument. And as far as disagreements... She's so strong in who she is. She doesn't really, I won't say she doesn't care about my opinion, but she's going to do what she wants to do, how she wants to do it. And why am I here? I'm here to support that. Long as you Mm -hmm. happy, babe. Nothing else matters to me. You good, I'm good. I tell her, I'm like, I love your children, but fuck them if they want to act crazy. I'm here for you. Right. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) That is one thing about your girlfriends. Your women friends are the people who don't care about nobody else. They like they are repping, repping you fully in the room. Fully. And for me, that's so important. That's so important for a person who's the center of so many people's lives. So you're the center of your kid's life. You're the center of your husband's life. And then at some point you become the center of your parents' life because they get to a certain age and that has to happen. Mm, or you can just never leave. Sorry, that was my two cents. Listen. Always the center. Go ahead. <laughs> Amen. But to have your girlfriends remind you that you you should be centered in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're the first people to remind you. Those are the women who will let you know, hey, no, 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 wait a minute. You ain't even talked about yourself yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, wait a minute, hold on. You, you, have you eaten? Hi. Did you go to sleep? How you doing? Right. How, How are you, you doing? doing? What's you up know with what I you? Mean? Yes. What's going on with you? Right. But but that also ends up being the ways in which you have to eventually 
think about all your relationships because some relationships can be draining. Mm -hmm. And the desire to be there for the women in your life in particular who are holding a lot of the same weight that you're holding and how that affects you as a person. I learned that about myself. I'm so sorry to cut you off. Please forgive me, Angel. Go ahead. I, I just recently learned that about myself. I don't do well with needy people. I don't mm-hmm. do well with people that require my insight on every single thing that they do in every which way that they do it. I just, I find that to be a burden. I got my own shit. And if you need me, actually need me, I'm here for it. But if it's it's the menial things, if it's something that, you know, like, you, <laughs> you know, you already you know. know, right. For you laid out all of the scenarios and all of the things that are troubling you or you already know. So now what you going to do? You going? You going to marry this dude? I'm with you. <laughs> you going to be with a woman? Okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> whatever it is, because I love you. I'm with you. Because yeah. I love mm-hmm. you. So, you know, okay. as long as y'all together, we good. But as soon as something pop off and things are left, I'm on your team. I'm on your team forever and ever. I'm team you. And ever. <laughs> and there's not there's not a lot of that. You know, you, you get. Yeah. I, I, Lord, I, I think I have two. Two and, and a couple of dude amazing friends like that that have just been my whole life, you know. That's about it. And then and then there's there's good friends. There's good friends that serve, I guess, a awesome purpose. Some friends are they're there to make you laugh, and and they they can't even help themselves. That's who they are. There's some friends that you know will allow you to cry because you need to, and they don't judge it, and they don't. They don't pull the whole conversation, different friends for different things. And yeah, you know, I think that that's that's real, though, because you can't get everything. But that even goes into relationships, period. Even in your marriage or even in your your romantic relationship, you'll never get every single thing from one person, no matter what. No, because you're not everything to someone else. No, So it's important to nor do you want to be. No, Mm ma'am. No, I do not. Mm -mm. (laughs) Don't want to be. No, Mm -mm. that's too much. I'm tired from it now. Yeah. I can't be everything. Yeah. Although I am everything, I can't be your everything. I can be my everything. I'm tired. Listen, has any of your friends ever said to you that you need to be a better friend? I'm just curious. Yes. 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 That's some shit. Yes. I lost a whole friend. Like a whole friend. We still ain't friends. I lost a whole yeah. friend hmm. because of that. I still ain't called him back. I'm like, I, I, you. No, I tried. I actually did. I tried to reconnect with this person, but this is years ago. Girl, child, this yeah. is around the time yeah. I got married. But I'm saying that I tried to reconnect with this person, and I still, I think they were still hurt. But I want, I want them to know, and I want y'all to know that I forgive me. I'm done. That Hi. Part? Amen. I'm working on it, but I'm, I'm going to call him first. I'm, uh, the guilt is real. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. girlfriend and I, very close to me, I love her deeply and dearly. And we just take breaks. We take hmm. breaks for five months, six months at a time. Because she didn't say it's up, no, I didn't say it's up, no. We just rubbing each other the wrong way. But I know her and I mm-hmm. love her. And today might not be our time. I love it. Hey, I'll be back. I can't have a life without you, babe. 
Like you, you my, you my girl. So right now, while you figure this out, and while I figure this out, we just need to part ways because it, we just need to part ways. Well, I don't know if I've ever done it so intentionally, but I do. I have experienced that before, where it's just like, okay, a little bit of room is needed. Let's have it, and then. You know, you come back together and it's like, okay, cool. Like, that was nice. I missed you. You know, I really did. But I think also, too, we had this moment where there were words that needed to be said. Like, difficult things, you know. And I think sometimes it's harder to work up the nerve to say some of those things with someone you love so much. And I appreciated us incorporating that grace with each other. Where it was like, yeah, we're talking, but we know that this is hard. So some of it is just unspoken. It's like, okay, I know you're here because you're sorry. And you know I'm here because I'm sorry. I love you. And we don't have to get into the particulars of the particulars of the particulars. Well, it's also, too, understanding that all, some of my friends have an understanding. My life is interesting. I feel like I've been hustling for a while. So because I've been on my hustle, because I just got off somebody's couch two years ago, I haven't, you are always able to catch up with people. So you have this, you know, certain friends who understand your lifestyle. And it's like, girl, whenever you can call, I'm mm-hmm. here. I love you. But then I have to realize that I got a couple other friends that are like, where were you? Why? And, and I had to explain. I'm like, but you do know that when the shit hits the fan, I'm the friend that's there. Like, if something happens right. to you, I'm on a plane. So I, I need you to kind of understand that how my my love is my love. You know what I mean? And so yeah. that's been an Regardless issue. of how much I'm calling or whatever the case. Because you don't know what's really going, going on yes. with me. Yeah. I'm, but see, but because of the job that I have, I found myself dealing with that where it's like, I can't be at everybody's wedding. I can't right. be at everybody's birthday. Oh, that's a big I can't one. be X, Y, and Z because of my job. You know, and that whole thing there, it's like, if my kids have to deal with that I can't be at every recital, then why can't you? Then why can't you? And it's like, you know, that whole back and forth with you're not there enough for me. That's what I've been getting. That's what I've been getting. And and understanding that we just had a whole two hour conversation this week, but I can't do that every day. No, or every week. Like, you're going to have to handle that thing that we've discussed at length. You now have to handle that. Yeah. And I, I get, I, I don't, I'm not doing well with saying the same thing over and over and over again. And you repeating it back to me as <laughs> if you understand it. And you think the same thing that I'm thinking. I, at that point, it's like, you know, we're supposed to bump fists and be like, go forth. But mm-hmm. next week, we're right back at it again. It is so true, Jim. How many times we going to plan? Like, you you got an issue. I'm helping you plan it out. We didn't map the whole thing out. And it's like, go, go. So why we got to, why we got to, why we back? Go back. I will have to say this. Now, I have the very best crew because these are things that they know and understand now. The same challenges that I had 10 years ago, I don't think I have them as much now. You know what I mean? Now, I'm thinking this crew I got now that's been around me for a very long time that gets the whole scenario. Mm -hmm. I don't have to keep on saying blah, 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 blah. They plan stuff and they're like, that. this means that Aja, we won't confirm her till 30 days out. Mm -hmm. We already know. Yep. We still going to plan, but we already know, boo. If you're not there, you there in spirit, we love you. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But I do think that takes time. 
That does take time. It takes That's earned. time. That's earned. That's earned. Yeah. And, and, and it also comes from communicating mm-hmm. because I think sometimes people do this, what you guys are saying and what we've all said. They do these things to us and we're so drained emotionally from the exchange yeah. that we don't tell them. Hey, sis, this is problematic. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have it. I, I can't do it today. I had to learn to tell my own children, I don't have this for you today. And again, <laughs> if I can tell my own kids, I don't have this for you today, and they understand, <laughs> what you're going to have to do is yeah. understand. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. I had a girlfriend tell me one time, she said, has anybody ever told you you were inconsiderate? Woo! It, it, uh, it, it was such a punch in the chest because I, I think that I'm being considerate of others, but I had to sit back and look at that and go, oh, snap, that was pretty inconsiderate. And I'm going to have to adjust my thinking because I I know her and I trust her. And she has been 
a beaming light in my life. So why yeah. would she lie to me? And why would she try to harm me? Come on. Right. Why would Come she? on. There's a thing. This is how you That's know you're. That's stung, though. It stung It did you. sting. It did sting. <laughs> and I had to reevaluate myself. That's a good friendship. Mm-hmm. That's a good yes. friendship. Like if Kim, and can I say this too? Mm-hmm. And this is something I struggled with is sometimes I would have these situations with my friends where it would be draining different things, them, them depending mm-hmm. on me mm-hmm. and for just my energy, your insight, whatever it is that was going on with me. Mm-hmm. But there was a part of me that was allowing it to happen because I loved feeling needed. Mm. And so I was perpetuating the situation and then talking about, oh, I'm so tired or everybody needs me. When it was like, oh, no, bitch, but you keep answering your phone Uh because there's a part of you that feels validated. And I had to think about that. Like I would give someone advice and they say, oh, girl, that was good advice. I'd be like, you're (laughs) I am great. Look at me. (laughs) Look at me. Next time you need me, call me up, girl. I'll be here for you. (laughs) Right. Mm. It's a hero complex bullshit that was just too much. And I was really hurting myself, you know? Come on. So it wasn't that somebody told me and I had to feel the sting. I found out the sting just kind of coming to terms with the part I was playing in the situation. Mm. That click when you wake up and you realize that you're you're dealing with stuff that's not in your house more than you're dealing with your own house. I will run across this room. (laughs) (laughs) When you're dealing with everybody else's stuff and not maintaining your own. It's like Mm. they used to have this game called The Sims. I don't know if y'all remember that, but I was was a junkie for The Sims. I love that game. And I would play The Sims and my little characters would meet somebody and I would build the house and get their furniture and they had to have a job and they had to pay the bills and the, the people would come and, uh, and take their stuff away. It was a game. And then I woke up one day and realized, I was like, girl, you you got dishes in the sink. <laughs> like, what, <are> you, <laughs> what are you doing? Sims House Immaculate. Right. Sims House is running. She gets enough rest. You know, my little character got a new outfit on. My character, you know, is, is hanging out with friends because they need social activity. You know what I'm saying? But I, on the other hand, having washed, I haven't washed my ass in two days because I'm dealing with this. With this, that is, it's not our friendship stuff. You know, isn't inconsequential to us, but. It doesn't hold the same level of consequence as me having some old dirty dishes in my sink and mm-hmm. possibly bringing in the the thing that I don't want the most. And that's roaches. I don't want them. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want them. I don't need it. Who would want that? I'm just saying that here we are focusing on somebody else's life so much. We're not dealing with our shit. And that's how yeah. you know that you're not servicing yourself at all. And and that's the evolution of understanding friendship and connection with the women in your life. Mm-hmm. Because when I was a kid, my life was, my mother had great girlfriends. They were our family. When I took my husband home to meet my family, he like, um, excuse me, um, how many aunts do you have? I'm like, I have 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> I have 80 aunts, okay? And so my mother always had such a great friend group. 
And these women helped to raise us because they, um, they were mostly single mothers themselves. So she had built a community. So the way I looked at women friends growing up was that these people are, in essence, my responsibility as I'm theirs. So how I looked at friendship was so much more about family. And I had to take the good parts of that and then spit out the parts that were sort of toxic in the way that we kind of just because somebody presents a thing doesn't mean that that's how we intake it. You know what I mean? But as I got older, I started to understand some key differences in the way that my mother functioned in her friendships. My mother would play the lottery and she would win. She won the lottery a lot, actually. My mother would win the lottery a lot. No, not a lot of money, $500, $1,500, that kind of thing. And she would bring her little cash home. She'd count the cash out. She'd put a little bit to the side. Then she'd go to the uh, drugstore and get cards. And so then she'd count out three little stacks of the rest of the money. She would figure out which of her girlfriends were in the worst situation, whether they wasn't working or something was going on in their life. And she would take the rest of her lottery money and put it into the cards and then send them in the mail to her friends. And they would know that money was coming. You know, but I seen my mother do this multiple times. And so in my mind, that is how I thought, you know, friendship was supposed to be, which it is. But again, they had this system based on necessity and need for family and support. And there was one important thing that wasn't there. And not that we were at lack, but there wasn't any men. These were single mothers. So when they got us together to go to the beach, we all went to the beach. When we went camping, we all went camping. And as I got older, my girlfriends and I, we got married, we had kids, we had separate families. So our lives were a little bit more isolated. And so it didn't function in that same way. So I kept trying to function like my mom and them did. And it just was a different scenario. So we had to find our own way. So I say all that to say, you have to kind of figure out what works for you and how you can take what you learned about friendship and what you observed about friendship and see how that works in the system of your own life. Sorry, that was a long story, but no, it's the truth, though. (laughs) Word. Here's the thing. With friendships, I'm going to need my friends. I'm just saying if I were building friendships right now, Mm -hmm. I'm going to need my friends to give me the benefit of the doubt. Hmm. It drives me crazy when any friend of mine assumes the worst about me, that bothers me. That means that we're not really friends. That means that you don't know me very well. Like, could you ask first before you assume the absolute worst? Could you talk to me first? I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I feel like most real friends would, though. Th- that's they, my point. Right? Most real friends would be like, girl, and, did you? And when people believe the the negative before they talk to me, that means that we're not friends. Right. When well, you, you have an added situation and when to you're me, a public that's what it person. Means. Yeah, you have this added shit, you know what I mean? Which <laughs> makes it so much hard to navigate your, your friendships and your associations. Call it what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. You know, right. For mm-hmm. both. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I mean, that that shit's crazy. You know what I mean? You might not talk to somebody for for six months to a year or something like that. They hear some dumb shit. And they're like, wait a minute. Let me call you and find out. Hell yeah. You know, that's, what it's, that's the way that's it's supposed the, to work. That's the way that, that happens. You know what I mean? And also, too, 
They be like, look at this shit or hear this shit and be like, mm, think about that bullshit. I ain't bullshit. bothering her with this shit. <laughs> Bother her with that shit. Like, like you oh, know? Jill, best believe, Jill. I, yeah, I did not picked up. Yeah, I did not picked up a lot of times for that same reason. I'm, I ain't I'm bothering glad. her with that shit. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. All right, you know, whatever. Like, no, that don't sound like Jill. Or somebody just believes anything. That just means you're not a friend of mine, too. Like, I saw, for instance, on, on social media, not that these people were friends of Chadwick's, Chadwick Bozeman. Mm-hmm. I saw that, you know, when he lost a lot of weight, yeah. people mm. were really going in and saying things mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know, he's on that Hollywood or a vegan ain't for everybody or, you know, that cocaine hit different or, yeah. you know, I saw a lot mm-hmm. of negativity. And Chad and I... We got really, really, really cool during our time together. And he always made it a point to look out for me whenever. And I always, you know, honestly, really, really appreciated that. So it was only right for me to reach out for him or reach out to him. But I just wished him light and love. I didn't ask him anything because I felt like if he wanted me to know something... He would tell me. So his response to me sending him love periodically was, thank you for being a friend that doesn't need explanations. Mm. And and that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's genuine friendship. Some are really, really deep and you know everything about a person. Some are deep and you know, you just know their spirit. You know their energy. You know that, Mm. you know. And some are fickle as fuck and need to be placed in a safe space or not had at all. And at this point in my life, you know, at this age, I'm like, ah, I have no, I have no, no time. No friends with my real friends. Hey, <laughs> I don't have a lot of patience for that. I, d- I don't even want to meet anybody new. Shit, I wish I could forget some of the people I knew before. But they're they yeah. dissipated out of my life perfectly, divinely. Yeah, yeah. I've met some amazing people in the past five years, or maybe maybe more like maybe six, seven. Mm-hmm. So I definitely understand the fact of having, like, a really strong group and sticking with that. But also, to you know, how you evolve in a lot of ways. Not every way, because you can do a BS either way sometimes. Word. But how you evolve a lot of times does begin to attract certain people who are right in line, in alignment with yes. you. Yes. Yeah. And I'm so happy with some of the women that have come into my life in recent years mm-hmm. who have brought something so special to my space that now I don't see my life without them. Mm. And I didn't have what they had to offer before they came along. Right. And Yo. so I have really had some fabulous interactions like that here in the past five, six years. And um, I'm so grateful for that. But I think a lot of it has to do with how I have evolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the things that I've, you know, worked on in myself. I was gonna say that's that's funny you say that, Asia, because on that note, Jill, like not for nothing, I would say 
seven years ago, I was introduced to a girl via a, a mutual friend who was his cousin. And we didn't meet for a couple years. Fast forward, I moved to LA. The person that I'm staying with is moving back to Philly. And this girl named Khadijah, who barely knew me, we just knew each other from email and a couple of times from years before, said to me, you want to stay at my house? And so fast forward, I lived on her couch for two years. And this girl is literally like, I, she's she's a best friend to me now. Mm-hmm. And not just for that reason, but also because this girl had been in film for 15 years from Philly and lived in Hollywood and understood the language and just, every, she was my tribe. I had no idea that I could meet somebody who was my tribe. Yes. And yeah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for Khadijah. I'm so, open now. Don't get me wrong. I'm thank yeah. God for Khadijah. I'm open. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm open to people who are on my tribe. I'm absolutely yeah. open to it. But it does make things a lot more challenging for me because people I know it's assume hard for you. that they already know me because they mm-hmm. heard some music oh, or yeah. read some that articles. Part. Yeah. Damn. Even in relationships, like people will absolutely pretend their ass off in order Damn. to get in your good graces. Damn, Jill. I know you got some things, some stories. Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I tell people all the time that it can be very challenging being multiple people's best resource. And Uh I think sometimes people don't mean to be in their minds, in hearts, they don't mean to present like that in your life. But there are times when people are your friends or close to you. And when they think of something that they're doing, they're like, oh, I know who to call because in their lives, you're the best resource they've got. Mm -hmm. Uh And that can happen for people who aren't even in public life. Like that can mean like you're an attorney or maybe you make the most money in your family or maybe you're the most educated in your family or maybe you have the car. Maybe you're the only person in the the family that has has a car. Like anything can happen to where you become the most resourced person. So I think it's really important in terms of friendships, especially if I was talking to younger women, is to try to not always be the most resourced person in the room. If you're everybody's best resource in the room, then mix it up a little bit. Have a mentor. Have somebody who knows some things and has access to some things that you don't so that you're not always the person to go to for every single thing. You know what I mean? And, you know, I don't know if that—I hope that doesn't sound like— shady, but... I don't think so. I think that people have this thing about loyalty and you're supposed to have your ride or die friends. Well, your ride or die friends have to ride or die for you too. Mm -hmm. They have to, for me, I believe my friendships are with people that are growing. If you're stagnant, you can be an associate, you can be somebody I know, and I can love you from afar. But you can't go where I'm going. And and that doesn't necessarily mean like success wise, as uh, far as a career, it just means that I don't want to eat swine. <laughs> like, it just <laughs> means it means that I'm making some decisions about what I am and how I do things. And I need my uh, my my friend to be making decisions about how they are and how they do things, too. And hopefully we're in alignment. And I, I just, you know, that's that's it. That's how I feel. Yeah, like I just can't feel drained. That's the main Ta-da. thing right there. I just can't feel drained. It's not even like some malice. It's just like, 
I just can't feel drained. If I feel drained, yeah. then I have to make decisions about boundaries. Boundaries don't mean I don't like you or love you. Boundaries is exactly what it is. There's really no gray area. It's just that there's some things I cannot do and ways that I cannot interact. And I'm just not going to do that. That's like it's not negotiable under any circumstances. And I wasn't that person. I definitely wasn't that person. Yeah. And I had to learn the hard way. And Me too. also, I want to add this little bit that... You never know who has the tools that you need because mm. you can, okay. just like that, have an experience that none of your friends can relate to. Just like that. And somebody will enter your life who knows how you feel, mm -hmm. been there, and can speak the language of your experience. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't happen just because somebody been your friend a long time. Right. Yeah. And they may only be there for a moment just to get you through this thing. Listen, listen. listen. And then and you you're know? forever grateful. Listen, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Super Nanny. You ever hear of Super Nanny? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joe Frost. I'm trying to tell you that when I was... Oh, the black the one. White one. Okay. When oh, I was okay. in Los Angeles by myself trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing with this baby, Joe would call me all the time checking up on me telling me how i'm supposed to do this that wow. or the other fuck out of here Super, what a resource that's my point yeah. after jet was a certain age you know i didn't really talk to her that much but every now and then i'll shout her out i'll give her a call like hey what you doing what you up to and i'm happy to hear that she's happy and enjoying her life but at that time she she was she dead. showed up she showed up mm -hmm. that kind of thing happens Yo, can I tell y'all, it's funny because I'm I'm very proud of my friend circle, although at times it can be rather large because I didn't live in a couple places for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. But I will say that I, I do tell people all the time, it's really dope to have a diverse friend circle in the sense of resources, in the sense that I do have, like, I got friends that know everything there is about the streets, but I also got like a lawyer. I got me a doctor. Mm -hmm. Like, and best believe we use every, especially Dr. Nigga. Shout out to my Dr. Nigga. Yes, that's what we call him because no matter what, how much money he make, he will always be Dr. Nigga to us. But when my daddy got sick, we found out he had pneumonia. It was Dr. Nigga that said, take him to the hospital. You know what I mean? But it, again, it just helps to have a full circle, a nice little... Yes. So you don't have, like you said, Asia, so you don't have to drain one, mm -hmm. but you got a multiple source situation. Oh my God, it's such a blessing. Yes. Yeah. And I told you guys this before. Th there was a time in my life where that situation, mm. I, I couldn't make up my mind about certain things and people would co-sign each other but not know. Having that diverse friend circle also closes that space in your mind where you have doubt. Yes. 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 Yeah. Because you're like, oh, that yeah. gentle affirmation, yes, yeah, or that loud affirmation, that you're yes. doing it. That's right. You know, all of those things. Man, that's, that's, that'll light your life up sometimes. I just got the courage to ask some of my bougie friends about financial things and financial advice. Because I'm like, you know what? Let me stop talking about how bougie they are and how I can't afford to go to dinner with y'all and find out how you're doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. Yep. Because that right there, that whole thing about that shame of not feeling like, oh, well, I don't have it like that and blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, will keep people from communicating some really great stuff with mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. 
God. And when I asked, it flooded in. It was like, yeah, like, yeah, you should know about this. And as a matter of fact, I'm gonna send you this article. And amen, wouldn't they rather tell you that than I guess we all have been in a situation where we had to ask for a friend's help. But yeah. not, and not that they wouldn't want to give you, but thinking ahead. Oh, it's hey, better than asking for fifty dollars, yes. It's better than asking for fifty dollars. Okay, how yes. about how what's up with loaning money to a friend? <laughs> I don't well, loan anything that I expect to get back. I just don't. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Typically that's mm-hmm. my rule. That's Normally, true. that is how I respond as well. I don't really expect to get it back. But you're consistent. You keep coming back. You're going to have to pay me back. And when you don't pay me back, our friendship with money is over. You can't ask me for nothing. Mm. This is it. This is over. It's no mas. I have a, yeah. a friend who came in the clutch. I came through for him in the clutch. And it hurt my feelings so much that he went on Facebook. He got married. He's going on vacations, doing all of this stuff. But you haven't made an effort to pay me at least $100 a month? No? Okay. I don't want to hear about your situations and your 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 goods or your bads. I don't want to hear any of it. I don't care. Now mm. you're being, I find you disrespectful. You need to give me my money. Until then, I don't, I don't want to know anything about your life. I don't. I'm I'm sorry. Mm. I just find that very, very disrespectful when you come through. That was a lesson you had in, to learn about your friend, though. In the that, clutch. And there right. it is. Right. That's the lesson that I need to know about that guy. I know. Yeah, because I've had people reach out to me about money that I wasn't even thinking about. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need that right now. And unless you have a surplus, keep it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I do think it's important that people communicate. It's respect, communication, because that's kind of how love love flourishes through respect and communication. And the friendship's no different than anything else that mm-hmm. you want to last. I feel for some people, and I've had conversations with women like this before, where they're like, I don't really have any really strong friendships with men or women. And... That always makes me a little bit sad because I don't know how to respond to it. I talked to a woman recently who I think is actually brilliant and oftentimes speaks from this place that she helps a lot of people. She does work with coaching people through homeschooling and does like some other things as well. And she had revealed to me that she, you know, didn't have a whole lot of women friends. She didn't have a whole lot of friends. And I didn't know what to tell her. But I did say, hey, listen, I consider you a friend. So you can add me into the fold because I think she's just an amazing person. But I always wonder what it's like when you have difficulty forming those types of relationships, when you're not very social. Like Laia is social as hell. I'm not Uh surprised to know that she has a diverse friend group. But everybody doesn't have that ability. I just don't know how to get rid of niggas. But yeah. (laughs) How do you do that? I don't know how to get. I don't know how to. That's what I'm saying. I just love hard and can't get rid of it. No. Mm, that's that, that's a sugar. Well, you definitely that's can't a... get rid of me because I will find your ass. <laughs> yeah, I keep popping up on you. Yeah, I don't want to though, and that's the thing. I'm like, it's weird. I always find light in all of the people that I love. So even we was talking about this earlier about a couple people that we look at as like questionable, but yet and still, I'm like, damn, but I I love him because I. I see his light and, you know, it's something, that's my, it's my fault. That's why my mama called me a pussy when she was mad at me that day. Mm. <laughs> a fucking pussy. Ooh. Love you, Karima. I love you, Karima. I love you too, Karima. That was gangster. That was gangster. <laughs> and, and full of love. Mm. Right. But, I mean, yeah, I, I dig it. You know, I dig that thing about not really trying to 
get rid of people or throw people away, that's rough. Boundaries are your friend. Yep. What are those? How you spell that? What's that? <laughs> Boundaries are your friend. Let's do it again. Boundaries are your friends. <laughs> I'm going to get it. Boundaries. Boundaries. Boundaries are your friends. Friends. Yeah. I've had to have boundaries with my own mother. I've had to have boundaries with my Ooh, own mother because don't you do that I have had to because of her friends. Mm. Or who she decides is her, are her friends. And I said, uh-uh, mm. that ain't your friend. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stand over here and mind my business as long as it doesn't affect me financially, as long as nobody is hurting you, as long as it doesn't affect you financially, because that's my money. I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> Until I see that these draining people are only draining your energy, you know, I can't I can't mm-hmm. stop you because you're grown. But she normally comes around at some point like, wait a minute. I'm like, that's right, mom. Ain't it something when you become your mama's bodyguard yeah. or her, her, her warrior? Girl, I, I... listen, <laughs> my sister and I are a hot mess, man. We've gotten into many, many instances with people over my mother. Mm. My mother had many years of health issues, so I will say that there isn't a nurse in Greater Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> that hasn't felt the pain. Feel the pain. That hasn't uh-huh. felt the presence. Of the great insistence. That hasn't felt the presence, the darling. Presence. Oh. The, presence, the presence, A different darling. P. Okay. The I, presence, darling. I do wish that I had had some sisters. You know, mm. like Kim lived far away. It wasn't like we got a chance to see each other all the time. And it would have been nice. And I did have some cousins, but they were mad at me because, you know, this is is my theory that I was living in Big Mama's house, you know? I was living in my mm. with my grandmother with the mm. with the the nice central air condition and the, the you know the, the thread counts and Queen Anne furniture and such, you know. So mm. I was poor rich. <laughs> Come on, poor rich. Poor rich. Hey, listen, I didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> right? You didn't even have a, a job. I didn't have anything to do with that. You like I didn't have no say in living here. Not, like, not one here. bit. I didn't have what? nothing to do with it. <laughs> Did I enjoy it? Absolutely. Oh, I loved. I loved having sisters. Yeah. Sisters is everything. Mm. And 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 even though we did discuss the challenges around friendship, I just really need to reiterate that my my friends are my lifesavers. They are my. I love them. I Me love too. the women in my yes. life. They are really amazing, mm-hmm. and they add to me on the cellular level. And I'm just really grateful. My sisters, so grateful to have them. They're both insane. They're both Capricorns. May God bless them both. Mm, They Um, ain't got no sense of humor. Mm, mm, mm. They are actually fun. What Tasha does. Well, they're (laughs) fun. My sisters are just like very protective. So even though I'm grown, I've got more kids than they got in the whole nine, my sisters are extremely protective. And I love that because now with my mother being gone, having a soft place to land, people who will treat you like a baby, because who don't need to be treated like a baby sometimes? 
Yeah, listen, I'm gonna just put this out here real quick while you while you on this no Asia. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cause y'all know I, I I said to Jill, I said to Asia the other day, I'm very conscious of time lately. So and it's to a point where I might need a little bit of help. But my point is that when this moment happens that happened with you, the loss of your mom as an only child, I'm gonna need all of y'all. Everybody. I'm just saying this now mm-hmm. because I just needed to say it because I have these thoughts. I have these thoughts on the daily and I just, I'm saying that to y'all because Asia, you was a motherfucking soldier because I just, uh, I'm gonna need everybody. Well, I want to thank both of y'all because when my mother passed, you both reached out to me and just really kind of sent me some loving and I need loving and I needed that. I, I needed it from every person, you know, everybody who showed up for me and you know, it was a really difficult time. And that really was the time when my friends really just elevated. Like they went into like superstar status during that time and, and have continued to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, my mom's energy was so big for me that it needed my friends mm-hmm. as a group to show up. But yeah, I mean, I think it's about how you define family and friendship has always been a part of my definition of family. This has always been there for me. Yeah. And once I consider you a friend, I consider you family. It's just, that's just what it is. I I don't really have a whole lot of separation for that in my mind. I want to be fully present there. But again, boundaries. Hmm. (laughs) Boundaries still exist. Boundaries. 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 Keep practicing, sis. <laughs> I am. Get get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, this conversation has been about friendships and what they mean. What do they mean to you? And is somebody really worth your friendship? Ow, that's a heavy one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what do they add to your life? Are they what? draining? <laughs> Are they inspiring? Is it someone that is maybe tight (laughs) and you want to break free? These are all your choices to make. Friendship is good. It's divine. Mm. If it's real. Mm. We'll be back after the break. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. 
Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Coming up next on the show, what's on your heart? An occasional segment where we check in with people we respect about how they're really feeling. Hold on, y'all. I think there's somebody calling. That must mean it's time for what's on your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our pleasure on J.L. to introduce you to, if you don't already know, the poet laureate of Philadelphia, Miss Trapita Mason. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's such a joy to see you, Jill, and all of your wonderful folks out here in virtual world. Hello. It's been years. It has. Too long. Too long. But you haven't changed. Look at oh, you, baby. Please. Look at you. Knocking on what? What is it now? Fifty-two, three. Can you believe that? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! Look at you. Is fabulous dog. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Thank you, uh, Miss Jill. You look just as beautiful as ever. You're I'm, so I'm sweet. I'm seeing you in panoramic poetry. Oh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's that's a throwback. That's a throwback for real. Yeah. Trapita Mason was there when I really started to read poetry at October Gallery and Mm -hmm. at, uh, oh boy, Wilhelmina's and Warm Daddies and, oh man, so... Way back. Way back, really, really. I know we show our age on here, but I'm not ashamed of this life in any way, shape, or form. This is the good stuff. I'm so excited. Ladies and gentlemen, Trapita Mason is here and... You're going to read a poem to us? I certainly can. I certainly will. Have at. Why don't I do something, since we have all these sisters and it's sisterhood, and um, say her name. How about that? Okay? Yes. Say her name like you ate sweet sap. Let it slide out of you like consecrated nectar. Say her name like a supplication. Let it grace your lips like sacred psalms. 
Say her name like a proclamation in every line you've got to decree her. Say like that rhythm in her hip, all mysterious and mesmerizing. Say like the crown atop her head, bejeweled and badass, adorned and decked out. Say it. Say it like your parsed throat been quenched with her water, like your feverish brow been cool with her breath. She is woman. Call her builder of people and places and possibilities, fixer of wretched, wounded, and wayward, lover of men, of women, of babies, of beauty, owner of joy and peace and herself, generator of protest and justice and fire. Say her name like a mantra. Say her name like a mantra. Say her name like a mantra over and over again until the breeze chants it back, until she ceases to be called out of her name, until she can freely claim what is hers, until her body is not a political agenda, until her intelligence is not marginalized, until her color is not snubbed and slighted, until she stops getting less wages. Say her name until there is no more. She's good for a woman. She's smart for a woman. She's acting like a man. Say it because it's glorious. Say it because you bask in her all. Because her light breaks through the dust. Because her dawn is our morning song. Say her name over and over until the wind howls it back. Until it graces our lips like a supplication. A sacred psalm called woman. That's for you, Sister Jill. Say her name. It's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be. I need you all to understand that this is truly one of my favorite poets. Because as you hear, is how she's always been. Mm. It's always been a celebration of the woman. It's always been this beauty. It's, it's always been this beauty on the tip of her tongue that she just shared with everybody all the time and always such a lady. And if Trapita Mason ever cussed, you knew that something was up, you know, <laughs> that she is the reason when I say that curse words too have power, mm -hmm. she uses them. They don't use her. And and that's the reason why, you know, you are who you are and Poet Laureate amongst grants and all kinds of things that you've been able to acquire. This is someone that is actually a living, working poet. Are you still in social work as well? Yes. Yeah, so I have the honor of having two jobs. I'm a full-time <laughs> artist and a poet, and then I'm still working in mental health. So I'm a, a therapist and a clinical social worker, and I uh, work in Kensington out here in Philly. And we're working with people with mental health, substance abuse, and also intellectual disabilities. So that's my daytime job, along with the poetry also is a daytime job. I, I live in Philadelphia, and when you said Kensington, immediately I understood what is in front of you in terms of your work and the people that you are seeing every day. And who better than a poet? to understand their humanity and to offer what needs to be offered in terms of comfort and support and resources. What a beautiful way to extend your work outside of your art. I mean, that's amazing. Thank you. And, and one informs the other. You know, people say, um, where are you going with the clinical work versus the poetry? But it really does inform the other because yeah. it's therapeutic. Either is yeah. helping to reach others or even myself because yeah. I, I can't really survive this thing we live in without poetry, without art. 
it's no way. It's no way. You know, so I'm curious, what is your like on the daily, Shapita? Like, mm-hmm. how do you handle this on the daily? I mean, I know I don't know if you write on the daily. Is that like your outlet or but and especially since you're in Kensington mm. and you're dealing with a whole nother set of issues, like how do you take yeah. care of uh, self on the daily? Hmm. On the daily, I, I don't. I would like to write more. You know, on the daily, I'm, I'm prayer, reflection, gratitude, uh, and I'm really serious because I, I was thinking about joy and this whole idea of cultivating joy and what it takes to cultivate joy and to be able to get up in the morning and decide. You know, I have a thing on my answering machine I've had for many years, and it says happiness is a choice. Hmm. It's in, we don't owe anybody, you know, no one owes us happiness. It's a choice. So every day it has to be a reckoning with that and recognizing that. And that that's how I get through. I have to decide that I'm going to get through. And this is this is me all day. And some days it's not easy. And then the writing helps. Because I know I can go to that place. I can create. And then just having gratitude. I mean, I'm breathing. I got something mm-hmm. right, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because it's a rough one. <laughs> you have such, you know, beautiful words for women. And could you tell us, like, who in your life, like, the women that you're really thinking of in your mind that are directly tied to you? Mm. that informs such a beautiful piece. I think we can all agree that we can think of the women whose names we know collectively for the yes. reasons that we know them. But who is in your heart when you're saying that? Who is the woman you see in your mind? The person I see the clearest in my mind is my mother whom I lost two years ago. Mm-hmm. And this is a woman who came to America from Liberia, immigrant, came first, working in hotels, cleaning up hotel rooms, and just always struggling, working as a maid, all these things, and then being able to survive. She survived war, trauma, all this stuff. And then coming on this side, being an immigrant, dealing with all kinds of stuff, and never really getting the love that she fully deserved. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about all of these other women that we're all familiar with, you know, out here, Brianna Taylor, all these other folks that we know need their names said and held. But I have my mom at the core because this is just some poor African woman who didn't go to college, didn't do any of those things. And she never really got that. She need to be in a poem, <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I, she and I'm always, that's, we do this as artists. I'm always writing and I'm sure you all do thinking about these women that are supposed to be poems and songs and everything else that are not. So yeah, I, I have to honor them in that, in that space. Tapita, uh, you got married. Yes, I got married. <laughs> are you a new <laughs> No, I'm not that new. Okay. It was three, three years ago. Still, I was no, single that's for a long, yeah, yeah, I was single for a very long time. Hey, listen, time. so am I. Talk about it, yeah. Tapita. Tell us about the journey. Inspire me. Motivate. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm single more than I've been in a relationship through my life. So the marriage, I was able to find a very kind soul. That's all I Is he say. Liberian? No, he's Jamaican. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in Philly. You know, we met. You know what I was doing? I what? was chilling one day. I was feeling good. <laughs> I was feeling good. I was walking. with the Hicken Park? Just walking. I've been three years, not in a relationship, minding my business. 
And this guy comes up. I was with two other friends. We were doing this whole get yourself right exercise, do all this stuff. When we stopped, they said, don't talk to that. Don't talk to strangers. We don't talk to men in the street, seven o'clock in the morning. And I said, no, he seemed like a kind person. We pulled over. We talked. Three women facing this black man. And he says, so what are you guys into? You know, what are you all doing later? And I, and it, it goes on and on. He says, well, can I have your number? And I wasn't really sure who he was directing it to. So I said, well, what you want? All of our phone numbers? I started making all these jokes. And then he said, you're funny. I would like your number. And we went out a month later and we have been inseparable for 10 years. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm so happy. And it was an answered prayer. I want to reel back for a second. <laughs> so he hollered at you from the car? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You you heard uh, Jill's introduction. I'm not that girl that's going to be responding to the car. But, you know, it felt like divine intervention. And, and I hate to sound corny here, but it's true. I prayed. And yeah. I really wanted this, and I and I wanted a special person who could be loving and kind and not abusive, not jealous, not all these things, just a good person. Mm -hmm. Because all I want to do is just be me in my household and me in my community. Ooh, and, uh, you know, and that was sounds it. So just a easy. regular guy. Ooh. And, you know, he's a contractor guy, chef man, and Don't. just a regular man. Yes. 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 See, I see. Listen, contractor chef. See, I heard he fixes stuff and cooks. And cooks. Yes, that's it. And he's kind. Yeah. That ain't regular. Yeah, that's that ain't beautiful. Regular. That ain't that regular. ain't regular. So when you put your list down, because I feel like everybody should have a list. Yeah. You know, what is it that you really want in a person? I, I know a lot of people go for the money thing, and they're like, mm -hmm. "Oh, he's got to have this, that, and the other." You, you really, truly want to think about who their heart represents. Mm -hmm. You know, who's really in there? Are they kind? Are mm -hmm. they decent-minded? Are mm -hmm. they caring? Mm -hmm. Are they affectionate? Yes. Like the things that really matter because, you know, money is fleeting. It goes out the window. Mm -hmm. it, it goes on a bill. It, the tax man come get it. You know, that, that thing doesn't really stay. You have yes. to truly think about the human being that you're spending your time with. Mm -hmm. Last but not least, Trapita Mason, what's on your heart? Mm. You know, we just had an election. Okay. What's on my heart is not just surviving, but thriving. I talked about cultivating joy. Mental health is also on my heart because I've been seeing it displayed in different ways on social media or just through friends, people trying to cope right now whether it was through COVID or through the election, through the whatever. And what can, I, I'm asking this question, what can we do with each other? I was on a um, call with Sister Sonia Sanchez at, the other day, and she said, as women, we need to be kinder to one another. We need to be better with one another. We need to forgive and move forward. And when I'm thinking about these times, I'm thinking about how can I make space a welcoming space, a loving space, a forgiving space, gracious space to be able to welcome sisters that are on the verge or going through something or coming out of something or maybe in whole and in peace, but still needed to be refueled. That's what's on my mind. How can I be an agent, a gateway, something to make somebody's day a little better, especially in these times? 
especially in these times. Mm -hmm. I thank you so much for spending your time with us. I thank you. I thank you so much for sharing all that you are. You are an inspiration and have always been from the very beginning to now. So proud of you. And I'm happy for every instance of happiness that you feel, sis. Thank you. Look at you. I just (laughs) want to tell you I love you and I thank you. Because whether you're here or wherever you are in Philly, you have love for us. And I'm talking about us. And it's really, really evident. I'm very proud of you. And you should know that. Thank you. You should know that. And I thank you. And and this wasn't just a love fest between me and Jill here, ladies. So I thank Hello. you for having me in this space. This is a blessing. That's it's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Well... Tears of joy. This yeah. is J. L. the podcast. <laughs> and uh <laughs> shine your light on another sister friend, even if it's even if it's a stranger. You see somebody and you can feel an energy because that's one of the powers of black women. We can feel so mm-hmm. we can feel. We are antennas. And if you happen across somebody who needs a little bit of light or needs a, a gentle touch, go on and share that thing. You got gloves, you got a mask. Mm. Hurt you. Mm. <laughs> you can do it. Amen. Peace sis. and blessings, everybody. So much love. Talk to you soon. Bye. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. All right, y'all know what time it is. I'm producer Eves, and I'm bringing you yet another resource. This time, I'd like to share one of Laia's recommendations, which is the novel The Friends by Rosa Guy. The book is the first part of a trilogy by the author, who wrote plenty of young adult fiction, as well as novels for adults. That's all for today. And as always, I'll drop a link to more info about the book in the episode description. Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents J.Ill, the podcast. This podcast is hosted by Jill Scott, Laia St. Clair, and Aja Graydon Dantzler. Its executive producers are Jill Scott, Sean G., and Brian Calhoun. It's produced by Laia St. Clair and me, Eve Jeffcoat. The editing and sound design for this episode were done by Christina Loringer. J.L is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.